Hi, it's Sarah Smutny, your host of the Simply Imbalanced podcast. I'm super happy that you're listening in today. And here in this podcast, we are going to go deep on gut health, anti-inflammatory living, spirituality, self-care and so much more. Today, I have the honor to talk to my uh, coach from the past, uh, Olga Tesh, who is a, a Kundalini and spiritual teacher and uh, I'm super, super happy to speak to her today. So welcome, Kotesh. So nice to see you again after like a long time we didn't speak since our... It has been a Yeah, it's been a long while. So tell us a bit about yourself uh, to our listeners. Who are you? Um, like, who is Kotesh? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Sarah. I really appreciate seeing you again after all this time. And um, yeah, lots has happened since then, hasn't it? And so, yeah, I think we've been on like, you know, quite um, dynamic journeys ever since we last worked together. And uh, yeah, who is Onkatej? It's it's ever-changing and ever-dynamic. I never want to put myself in one, you know, box. Um, I think that that's, you know, like that would be like the death of me you know like um <laughs> so uh, the question is so is like it's, it's a great question as well because it has me think, thinking and feeling like um you know who am i right now in this moment well in this moment i am you know i am first and foremost uh, a mother and a daughter you know and um you know that makes me really happy to to um have children to be responsible for and to raise, you know, and to, um, yeah, to keep me grounded and to keep me inspired with what I, you know, the mission and the and the purpose and, you know, what I want to bring into this world. Um, I think everything that I've done up and like from the point that I've, you know, had my first child was, you know, it's, it's, it's been, um, it's been for, you know, like to, to provide for them in some ways, you know, it's been to, you know, really be able to enrich my own life so that their lives are enriched as well. But, um, you know, not only that, of course I do that for myself too. But, uh, yeah, most definitely um, my children are my biggest inspirations. And so first and foremost, I'm a mother. <laughs> and um, following that, I am, you know, like uh, I, I teach yoga, kundalini yoga to be specific. Um, yeah, I, I also work with, women and men um, to help them really move through any sort of heartache or heartbreak or the devastation of a breakup and I help you know guide them back to health and happiness so you know that one's been something that I've been very familiar with a few times in my life and so yeah just really coming back to that now again to refine the purpose and passion for that and I'm also a student um yeah, student of life, and 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 definitely have um, many learnings from not only nature, but um, yeah, from my children, from my environment, from my friends. But also, I've just um, re um, entered the the education uh, stream as well. So I've yeah, I saw just, that. Um, yes, yes, I've just um, started university, and so I'll be learning about. Um, counseling and psychotherapy so that's very exciting for me and yeah so I'm very excited about that and 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 looking forward to what I will be learning and what else I could bring into the work that I do yeah yeah and uh what's um what made you actually um 
have this uh, urge to become a Kundalini teacher? Or like, what do we have Kundalini? What is so special about it? Mm, um, what was really special for me um, in terms of Kundalini was its um, its unique quality. You know, it has such a capacity to um, open the heart, which I had never, like, you know, I had always logically known that I had a heart that keeps me alive, that beats, you know, and that pumps blood through through my body. But I, I, I um, up until the point where I, I did uh, where I did Kundalini, I didn't actually really felt feel connected to all of the emotional processing and the feelings that my heart is very sensitive to. Like you know, of course, I'd felt love and I'd felt connection and I felt joy and happiness and bliss. But um, the actual deep connection, like the actual emotional connection that I had to my heart wasn't present until Kundalini. So that was what really um, solidified my connection and um, my dedication to the practice. Did you have kind of an awakening or kind of a, a very special moment where you thought like, wow, what is what is it? Yes, yes I did actually. So my my first class was um, was very interesting. It wasn't something that I was, I felt like um, had any sort of like I I didn't feel anything from my first uh, from my first class. I just thought this is quite weird and strange, but I was intrigued because it is quite different to other yoga practices. Yeah. Um, and and so like but but something had you know like something had hooked me in like the just the uniqueness and and because I'm I'm very quite you know I like things that are a bit different anyway and so I kept going I kept going back and I had a one month membership to you know, like a beginner's membership to um, the studio. And and so, yeah, I went repeatedly back for a week. I think I went to five classes. And then on the fifth class was when I had this feeling of, wow, like clarity, like clarity like I've never experienced before in my life. And I just felt so just open and and like clear is all this, the only word that I can you know, really describe that feeling of like I just felt um, alive. You know, like ecstatic in a way, but like in a really vibrant, healthy, lit up way. It was like in like the word enlightenment. Um, you know, like the word enlightenment when you break it down is like is being to to have light. You know, move through and fill you up. And so that's what it felt like. It just felt like a light bulb went off wow. within my my being. But um, after that week of practice, um, it was, I think it was like a month later or something like that, where I, I went to another class and at the end of the class, um, she, the, the teacher asked us to put our hands on our heart. And yeah, that's when I had that experience of, wow, I have a heart, like, you know, cause I could feel my heartbeat and just that real stillness and that real presence with my heart. Like I've never, ever been so present and so available um, and so connected to my heart before. And so that was that was huge to experience. And, yeah, I had a really long conversation with the teacher after that and I was just like, you know, I have a heart. <laughs> that was like the, the most, you know, the, it was just like such a joyous, innocent thing. So, that, yeah, that I really have to say that, you know, Kundalini is um, – it take it returns. It takes you back to your innocence, you know, to that purity, that purification of all the noise, all of the chaos, um, yeah, all of the blocks, and um, out of the mind and into the 
heart and to the body. So, um, yeah, that's why it's very special to me. And that's, you know, the connection of Kundalini, what it means is like spiritual life force energy. And so, you know, when you really have connection to your life force and to spirit, you know, it just is such a phenomenal feeling that, um, yeah, it really is the embodiment of what the, the name is. So, yeah, it's very special. I also felt uh, such a change since I did the 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 guidance with you, you know, um, and uh, yeah, it's I, I cannot explain it. What I how I feel now, like the Sarah of now, after you know working with you and before is completely different. As I as you said, much more connected, much more instinctual as well, like intuitive, and yes, to yeah, to the universe, to myself, to my heart, yeah. And I'm also much more aware of what is happening in me, you know, like how I'm responding to moments, it's it's, and to uh, people, to yeah, emotions. It's it's powerful, yeah. But uh, what uh, I'm super interested, like, what made you then decide? Uh, no, first, um, what uh, what that, did it change in your in your uh, daily life that after you had this? let's say, awakening and connection to your heart? Mm. Well, um, when when I discovered Kundalini Yoga, that was I was already clear that I wanted to teach yoga because I knew, you know, how healing it was for me during my journey at that stage, but I just didn't know what form or what style of yoga it was going to be. So, um, yeah, when I found Kundalini Yoga, it was like after that week, it was very clear that this was going to be it. And um, so... Yeah, what was your question again, Sarah? Like, what did, did it do in your, uh, like, how did you, did you feel that change in your daily life then, in like the way, okay. uh, how you uh, reacted on people or, or uh, in your relationships or, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the, the pro most profound change that I found with the practice was that um, I was able to, like, sort of, like, like you said before, I was able to, you know, see myself, like you know the my my reactions um in like and, and catch them before they were actually you know that kind of become yeah. you know this unconscious pattern or a habit so yeah the awareness just became so much more profound like my awareness of you know my my myself my automatic reactions the way i think the way i feel it just became so much more refined like i was i had much more of a capacity to channel my energy, my attention. So yeah, like I, I was just more, I was just more focused and 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 healthy. Like you know, just and felt ec ecstatic actually. So you know, I just felt so high, um, high on life, and and that's such an amazing feeling to have. You know, like yeah. and and such natural way of being as well. And that is our natural state. So in Kundalini Yoga, they, there's this mantra called Aung San Vahe Guru which means there's ecstasy vibrating to, through my every cell. And so, you know, like, that's pretty much what it is to be so connected and tapped into spirit and to, you know, like to awaken that Kundalini. And, um, yeah, and so that was how I was functioning and experiencing the world, you know. Like I would have to say, uh, you know, I've experienced depression at different times of my life and, you know, from a very young age. And, and uh, just before this interview, I was reflecting on, you know what we might be talking about as well and just before this interview i'd taken a um a test for depression because of it was one of the requirements for um the university studies just so that we can understand how we function 
and who we are and how we operate. And so um, it was like four questions. Um, and each question had like three multiple choice answers. And um, I rated like zero on, I think there was like 23 questions. I, I rated zero on 22 of them and one on um, on one of them. So zero being nothing and three being the highest. And so, yeah, it's just like this practice and, you know, like where I'm at with what I'm doing has just enabled, you know, to move so far from, you know, the, the depressive states that I've actually been in in my past. And um, the most, you know, the most profound one was like after my first trial, you know, I really feel like there was some kind of um, prenatal uh, or postnatal depression. And uh, I remember like um, going to the doctors and they were going to prescribe me medication, like antidepressants. And at that, st- uh, like I was only 21, um, at that stage, I already knew, you know, there was a real deep knowing within me that I didn't want to take medication and because I knew that I would have to be dependent on it because like, you know, anti- antidepressants is something that you have to slowly come off of as well. So you become addicted to it. And um, so, yeah, it's been amazing to experience life without, you know, depression and feeling really good just because of, you know, practice and the things that you do, like self-care practices that have you feeling so good. Feeling high on your own dopamine, I'd say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, like um, if, uh, recently... Um, I was at a dinner and uh, friends asked me, why don't you drink? And I just said, I don't need it. I'm high on my own. I get high on running, high on Kundalini, high on this. And I I have other things I get high on, you know. So I'm, they're very <laughs> astonished and uh, also very inspired by this answer. Yeah. So anyway. So uh, yeah. Yay. Yay. I'm really happy. So, um, um. Uh, I have another question, like why, uh, what did you then, uh, what made you decide to become a Kundalini coach uh, or a Kundalini teacher yourself? Yeah, it was just so important. Like, um, yeah, I think for me, my life came to a stage where, um, so I, I'd lost my previous job in fashion design and and I like, and I was like, I was just at a point in my life where, what am I going to do with my life now? And like, I didn't want to go back to another fashion design job because the industry is quite toxic. You know, it's it's very cutthroat industry. Um, it's very unhealthy. And and like within me, I knew that I wanted something. You know, I wanted something. Like I wanted to be in, in alignment with integrity. And I think from the youngest age, from the littlest age, you know, I just always wanted to be honest and to always to be in of integrity and. You know, as my journey, you know, um, progressed, as I became older, wiser, yeah, like Kundalini Yoga just felt so clear to me, like as the direction and the path. Um, so yeah, when I lost my job in fashion design, I had to really, you know, like soul search. I had to seek right into my soul, and I found a little book that was very, um, that changed the the, the whole direction of my life, and it was. A little guided meditation book and it was called why i haven't been able to find it since i wish i had recorded you know the authors because i wish i could you know be able to pass it on to anybody else that's you know like sort of at a loss of what to do um but it was a guided meditation which i'd never done before 
prior to that. I'd done like yoga in the gym, but never meditation. And um, so it was a it was a meditation that guided how to find your life purpose. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> I would love to have this there. Yeah, yeah, it's this tiny little book. It was like really, really small, and it had the pictures of clouds on it, and it was just the sky and this big, you know, in in big font Y on the front cover. And um, I remember feeling very lost at the time, and um, yeah, and and asking for help. Like I was asking for some kind of help and some kind of guidance. And I found that book at the library after school one day with my girls and. And, um, and yeah, and like, I didn't think I'd be able to, you know, like be able to do the meditation cause I'd never done it before, but I, some, for some, some reason I just read it and it like, I just right into it and it just like, I've immediately felt that it dropped in, you know, become a yoga teacher to help other people heal their broken hearts. And so, cause that, cause that was what yoga was helping for me at the time. Like it was really helping me to stay balanced and, um, yeah, and then that became it, and then the journey became to like find the the yoga that I was going to teach. And during that path, like I had all of these different people come into my path to help move me in this direction. And I think like it's always the case, like every single step I've taken, like and and this di- new di- direction into psychotherapy has also had like people like you know coming in and you know really assisting that journey right. all along. Lots of signs. So many signs, so many, so much support, so much like, um, yeah, protection as well. Like, there's just been every every avenue opens up. Like, there might be a little, a few challenges here and there, but you know, after the like the, the initial kind of, um, you know, maybe resistance or you know, sort of, um, yeah, sort of like kind of difficulty. Then yeah, it always like that that decision becomes uh, and the will and the term, determination becomes so much stronger that, uh, yeah, it just becomes possible. Everything becomes possible. Yeah. Oh. I think this is so inspiring for our listeners now, like to see if you're also on a, on a, yeah, seeking purpose, seeking, uh, what is your path of your life? Just don't hesitate to also ask for help, like ask you guys next and try Kundalini yoga. <laughs> But well, come, come find me and I can help you as well. And um, I'm sure, you know, like, I, th- I think the biggest thing like that um, people struggle with the most, and I, and I have friends and um, who are also in this situation, is it's just not believing enough that it's something is possible. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. Just not believing in that, you know, like that there is a, a place in whichever industry uh, whichever area you want to go, that there is space for you in that, you know, where that you can do it. Like I, I, I have, yeah, like a few friends in mind who, who want to get into coaching, who want to get into, you know, the health and wellness and, and you know, holistic um, uh, wellness, but um, just, you know, feel a bit of fear. And, and, and it's like, you know, that fear is always going to hold you back. You know, there is never going to be a right time. You just have to like want something so much that, you know, there you, just don't stop at no, like, and, and I think I really feel like this is what's happened with now my um, psychotherapy training this time, because I've just, I want it so much and I like that, like, I'm not going to stop at anything. And um, yeah, it's really interesting at 42 years old, I'm going back to school and that's never something I ever thought that I would ever do. 
Um, I actually haven't even finished high school, so I didn't even complete high school. Um, and like sort of, yeah, just sort of never thought I'd ever actually go back to school. But um, now as a mature age student, like, you know, just feeling like, yeah, there's there's something else that I, I would love to, you know, bring into the world because I've had so much benefit from it. Um, I find psychotherapy such a such a profound and healing and um, unlocking like deeper layers of the psyche, deeper layers of awareness. Like yoga and meditation are wonderful and fantastic. Like Kundalini yoga, I have to say, you know, I'm still so dedicated to that. However, there are parts of the um, the brain and within ourselves and within our own like sort of, you know, um, traumas, traumas and our own experiences that's um yeah therapy and having a trained specialist um to hold that space for um can really you know really access the parts of ourselves so now when you're new uh like in your future way of uh helping people you will bring that all together i guess no like psychotherapy yes. kundalini meditation spirituality all yes um, kind of yes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's like within my own, like, because I, I noticed that within my own development, my own personal development, uh, my own healing and my own understanding that, um, yeah, that there's there's places, there's parts of me that I can't access on my own through my yoga or through, you know, my, my meditation and that, you know, like having a therapist really helps me too. And so... That's that's where I've noticed my gap is, and that's where I want to bridge that gap and to also be able to provide, you know, that therapeutic space for those that I work with. Yeah, amazing. I'm really looking forward to uh, see your path now unfolding. How long does it need now, this study? Um, it's a three years of full-time study. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But will you also teach and uh, guide people on in the meanwhile, or are you stopping for three years and then retaking it? Yeah, I'll have to really see how I go. But at the moment, like, I have the intentions of, like, I'm teaching one class a week yeah. on a Thursday night. And um, and then, I like, I want to have the intention of, like, having two private students that I work with for, like, long term, maybe, like, six months sort of um, uh, sort of time frame. And, like, that would be one maximum yeah. capacity to, yeah, to work with because this, yeah, full-time study um is around about 40 like 30 to 40 hours a week of study so that's already full-time in itself but um yeah I have work and you know and students to also and your kids be, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so I have two, two little mini questions to make it not too long for for um for our talk um, how do you have what is your what is your spiritual practice every day looking now like like with your busy schedule now or what would you advise to people who have a busy schedule um, uh, because you know doing maybe every morning a morning routine of 45 minutes is not can be even a stress factor I saw that like with people when they think oh. I have to now get up at uh, five o'clock in the morning do that and then going back into the to-do list of the day I, I, I could see it with myself, but also with uh, other people that can even create stress. So what would you, um, yeah, what would you advise for, for people? Mm. How to get in? Get 
That's a good question. Are the people who are wanting to get into it who aren't in it at all, do you mean? or Yeah, to start to uh, have a kind of uh, morning routine or like a spiritual practice to integrate every day without feeling that it's a must or duty. And yeah. it's easy to integrate in the, in the daily life if you have kids, if you have a full-time job or whatever uh, occupation. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and that was, uh, with that question, like the, the one thing that stands out to me the most is um, make everything you do a meditation. You know, like it's, it's, it's not you waking up in the morning, you know, being on your mat, but like it, it's you getting up and like before you actually open your eyes, you notice which nostril you, you're breathing out of, you know, you, you just give thanks for the day. That's a prayer and a meditation in itself, you know, and then like, and then like the way you get out of bed, like I, I've, I think I've shared this with you, Sarah, where you notice which nostril you're, you're breathing out of and then you roll out of the same side of the bed and you step off the bed with that same foot. Have we talked about this? I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, good one. it's a very good one. Yeah. That's the most simple thing you can do and the quickest thing that you can do and it brings you to awareness. It brings you to the now. Um, so like as soon as you you know, you know come to um, awakening, you, you, you um, into an awake state, you notice which nostril you're breathing out of. It's always one or the other. It's it you, you're not, you're never really breathing out of both nostrils at the same time. So um, yeah, if you're breathing most dominantly through your left nostril, then you roll out of the left side of the bed. You might have to roll over your husband or your partner <laughs> if he's on that side of the bed, and then you step off the same side of the bed as so you you would step off the bed with your left foot. And like so this. Like it, it sounds a little bit weird and quirky, but it's, you know, it's like, it's just bringing such awareness to your day, you know, because so often we'll just wake up and we'll just like throw off the blankets if we're late, you know, for, for our, you know, for our like alarm and then we'll just quickly rush around. So like, you know, just that in itself is really potent and powerful. And then like, you know, you just go about your day. Like I, we've got the, um, the morning self-care routine and like, you know, it's oil pulling, dry brushing and all of those things just bringing so much presence to that, you know. It's just really being able to be present. Um, meditation doesn't have to look like, you know, sitting on your yoga mat, you know, on a cushion. It's Meditation is, you know, in t- your entire day, like just coming back to here, coming back to your breath and yeah. notice how you're feeling. And, um, yeah, just being so present. You can do that. And, but if, you know, like but movement is essential. So, you know, finding some kind of movement, shaking, Shaking for like five five minutes is really good because that shakes off, you know, all of the stagnant energy. So I would recommend that too for people who don't have a lot of time. So, yeah. you know, like just present with the breath, shaking um, is really good. And now like I, I go to the gym like five or six times a week. So um, that's like a 45-minute class um, every morning. So like it's really important. If you want to do a lot, then you have to work your body to be able to do a lot, you know, like so – the more that your body can like endure and and can take on, the more that it can do. So um, it's like it's all in proportion. Um, if yeah. if you if, like lots of ambition, you know, there's things that you want to accomplish. Um, the body has to be able to um, be able to like have the energy and you know the stamina to be able to do that. And so yeah, work work yourself. What how you nourish your body is also a very big part. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and that's where you come in. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you also not bad in that. I I think because uh, yeah, I know also a bit like how you are eating and how your uh, 
how you're nourishing yourself and I think you're on a good path as well yeah 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 I think it's it's, it's all holistic right and so you know finding you know each area of your life where you know you can really find you know healthy ways to maintain um vitality is yeah so so necessary yeah but you know uh one thing uh, which can become more and more clear to me uh, in the last yeah, years is that not all, only the food is nourishing us but especially our thoughts can uh toxify us or nourish us and this something that uh yeah a lot of us or a lot of people are not really aware of how toxifying the thoughts can be for the body and for for our life yeah because we are not aware yeah. of them we just yeah they just flow out float through us all day but by kundalini it brings all this awareness and then we we see it or we feel it and we observe it that's it mm. that's the first yes change that's kind of the spark of change when you observe it yeah absolutely how others talk how you to talk to yourself and then you are able to uh, start setting mini boundaries and mini boundaries until you are like you helped me also a lot with this um it's it's so powerful yeah so last question how can people find you uh like if they want to start uh discovering kundalini yoga or anyway also reaching out to you um yeah would that be on your on your uh, instagram on your on your youtube channel or where yeah there's all of those things there's the youtube channel um there's the facebook and there's um the instagram and i'm also in the middle of building my website which is very exciting so uh when that's done it should be like maybe in the next week or so um onkatej.com is where you'll be able to find me and where yeah you'd be able to access my work and, and yeah. what i do you know anyway, I will link everything in the show notes and then uh, you can find her and uh yeah if you're uh interested to to try something she has amazing videos on her youtube where you can dive into uh uh into you know how kundalini feels for you uh it's uh yeah i, I really love the one against the limiting beliefs uh yeah yeah and uh That's- you're selling it uh, so yeah don't hesitate to try uh uh to see you know the energy and it's so beautiful i like your sessions because they're mostly also outside and it's uh in, like natural background it's yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Yes. Just one thing before we go, I just want to really, really quickly talk to you know how you're saying the mind, like the 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 mind, uh, the toxics. You know, it can be toxic, and and that's where you know we can really feel you know like sort of um, toxicity from journaling. Journaling is a, an amazing tool and a practice to empty the mind, like just free flow writing, but at least three pages just empty and dump everything that's you know like circulating through the mind is really helpful yeah wow yeah that's uh yeah do you do that every day also three uh, three pages or yeah yeah if you can um and you know a real quick gratitude journal before night you know like really just quickly before you go to sleep what am i grateful for you know like and then you can just find gratitude before you go to sleep and then have like a really lovely peaceful relaxed sleep yeah yeah that's such a good mm-hmm. tip as well thanks Okadish, for all your uh, yeah your presence your energy and your uh, yeah your tips and your uh, yeah i think already being around you is such a yeah such a wisdom <laughs> you are kind of 
you are radiating wisdom. I I feel that. Yeah. Mm. Really looking forward to your yeah yeah everything unfolding uh, now in the future, and to uh, yeah be like observing your path, let's say, and maybe we'll uh, work again together in the future. Who knows? That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Thank you so much for inviting me on, and it's been amazing to see how your your journey is unfolding as well, Sarah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks uh, also to the work with you. Yeah. Mm, thank okay, you. so uh, bye, Onkadesh, and uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everyone.